This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing, uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action. We'll have food for everybody. If you're looking for lodging, you could stay right at the resort. It's $50 per person per night. Um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat, luxury houseboat, courtesy Eastport Marina. That's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners. If you want uh, more info on the resort, you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there. You'll see all the houseboats and things like that. A majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Bass Guy. I can be a segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's your host, Armando Sola. And on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome once again, guys, to the Bass Kayak and Beers Network, presented by Douglas Rods. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out their lineup, full lineup of rods, amazing rods. So today I have a very special guest, somebody that I look up to when it comes to social media. Um, I think one of the great ambassadors um, when it comes to social media for not only fishing, but especially for kayak fishing. I'd like to welcome Mr. That Bass Fishing Dude. Man, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be here, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to having you on my, my show. 
and I know you're super busy. You're always doing a lot of great stuff. You and I have talked before, um, man, since I started on social media and you were never um, shy to, you know, give advice and, you know, reach out. And whenever I had a question about social media and stuff like that, I remember I would ask you and you would immediately text me back when you had a chance and give me your two cents on it um, with, you know, with on with respect, you know. So I've been meaning ever since I started my podcast. I've always had you on my mind to bring you up to the show, man. So I want to thank you, first of all, for coming into the show um, and taking time out for this, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me, man. Like you said, I mean, it's just, you know, the stars just hadn't aligned yet, but we're here today, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely pumped to be here. I'm glad to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the continued support from not only you, but from, from everyone. I mean, it's, it's been an amazing journey, man. You know, this, this past, you know, two years has been pretty awesome for me. And I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the future and what it brings and just continuing to climb that ladder, you know, slow and easy gets the worm and, you know, not chasing anything crazy, just, you know, just taking it a day at a time. Awesome, man. So we're going to be talking a lot about social media and kind of like dispel any kind of rumor, not rumors, I would say, but kind of like misconception about social media and the growth of the social media and how it plays out. I know there's a lot of people that are not like fully into it, and that's fine. You know, a lot of people just want to do kayak fishing, yep. uh, and that's it. But a lot, a lot of us as fishermen, we all like to brag about what we caught. So social media <laughs> is kind of like, you know, it's it's great for us as as fishermen and kayak fishermen, you know, because we like to show off our kayaks too. So it's a great opportunity to talk about that. I know you, like I said, you're one of the, uh, to me, a great ambassador, both for the kayak fishing community uh, when it comes to the social media. But go ahead, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know we know you as that bass fishing dude, but for those that know you, know you, what's your name? How you got into fishing? How do you got into kayak fishing? And how you got to this onto the social media side of it? Gotcha. So yeah, obviously you know my persona, that bass fishing dude. Uh, my my government name is Brandon Mays. You know I'm originally from Temple, Texas, born and raised. You know a Texan thoroughbred through and through. And um, you know I, I've really been fishing my whole entire life. You know it's it's been a kind of a crazy thing to kind of to get where I am today. You know just through a lot of the different things that I've, you know, been through throughout life. You know, I was in the military for about nine years and um, I got injured in Iraq and Afghanistan and I got medically retired back in 2013. And um, that kind of started my transition point for, you know, finding something therapeutic, you know, to do, mm -hmm. you know, to kind of, keep me sane, I guess you could say, you know, I, I've done everything, you know, I, I mean, I was a huge sneakerhead back in the day, you know, collecting sneakers all the way from, you know, being 14 up to, you know, my mid thirties, I'm 35 now. And, um, uh, woodworking, I mean, you name it, I'm a, I'm a very hobby oriented kind of person, you know, very mechanically oriented guy and I'm great with my hands, you know, and I, I'm pretty much a, a, a really efficient self-starter, you know, somebody that can, you know, if, if I see it, I can do it pretty much, you know, this, um, this fishing thing, you know, again, you know, I, I fished my whole entire life, but, you know, not to the extent that I fish today, you know, um, you know, I grew up fishing with my dad, you know, fishing with my mom and my aunt and, um, you know, my uncle, you know, it's, you know, just, but a different style of fishing, you know, the fishing that a lot of people are, you know, grow up doing is, you know, your standard worm fishing, you know, you throw a line out there, you sit and you wait, you know, learning how to be patient, <laughs> you know, cause like my kids, I take them fishing now and, um, you know, they're all about, you know, wanting to reel it in and check the line mm -hmm. and do all this other stuff. And it's like, no, you got to throw that out there and you got to sit and you got to wait. So 
you know, it's a little bit different with bass fishing, you know, and yeah. um, so, you know, I went to college when I got out of the military because I just didn't have time to do it while I was in the military. And uh, I met some, you know, outside of being in the military, you know, you, you make a lot of really cool relationships and you build a lot of great friendships with people in the military, you know, so it was really refreshing to meet some people that were really awesome, um, you know, throughout my years in college as well after the military. And I met a, a good buddy of mine named David, uh, my boy, Bo, he lives up in uh, Sherman or Bonham. And um, we, um, you know, I found out, you know, he, he loved the bass fish, you know, it was crazy. You know, we, we were sitting around one day, just talking, 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 and he brought up fishing. And I was like, Hey man, I didn't know you fish. He was sending me these crazy pictures. of just this monster bass that he was catching. And I'm just like, golly dude. And then, you know, it's crazy. You know, a lot of people, you know, they talk about the Guggen squad, you know, the, you think about the Guggens and what they are today and, you know, where they've come from and how they've gotten to where they are. And, you know, a lot of people were inspired by the Guggens and I, and I can honestly say that I was one of those as well. You know, I was, I was highly inspired by, you know, Justin Rackley, Lake Fork guy, you know, yeah. early, early on, he was one of the, the very first YouTubers as far as fishing goes that I, I even started watching whenever it came to trying to learn how to fish for bass, because I had never caught a bass in my entire life. You know, when you, when you're worm fishing, you pretty much just catch whatever is going to eat that worm while it's out there. I mean, you're here in Texas, you pull up a catfish, you can get a, a gasper goo, you know, you're, you're yeah. freshwater drum, big, ugly, dumb fish, um, you know, bluegill or brim or, or the Texas perch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, you know, never had really caught a bass or if I had, you know, it was, it's not something that I remember ever catching anything like, you know, monstrous, you know, to the yeah. extent some of the fish that I've caught, you know, to this point. But, um, again, you know, I was, you know, sitting around one day just watching, you know, um, you know, Justin Rackley, you know, the Lake Fork guy, and he was, he was fishing a chatterbait. I'll never forget this. I've had this conversation with him a couple of times actually. And, um, I was like, you know, you really inspired me to get into this whenever, um, he was fishing this, uh, it was a fire tiger chatterbait with a Lake Fork trophy lures, um, swim bait on the back of it. And, um, you know, he was fishing a pond, you know, he was, you know, just bank fishing a pond right here, somewhere around here where I live. And, um, it was crazy. You know, he pulls out this just monster. It's like four and a half, five pounder. And I'm just like, golly, you know, so you know, I'm having this, this talk with my buddy, Bo, you know, and we're just like, man, dude, I it's like, I could do that. You know, I could, I can make YouTube videos and I could, I could go out here and I can catch fish. You know, I, I could do that. And, um, he was like, man, well, well, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Do it. He's like, cause it's something that he wanted to do as well. You know, he's got a young daughter, the same age as mine. And, um, he was just like, man, just do it. And, um, so I was like, man, I, I'm gonna think about it. And I think about a week or two went by and I think I called him one day and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it, man. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go buy me a fishing rod and I'm going to buy me a GoPro and I'm gonna start making YouTube videos. That's what I'm gonna do. And so that's what I did. I went out, I bought me a, a black Abu Garcia, black max combo. Yeah. <laughs> like I swear Classic. by that thing, man. I, I love it. I'm an Abu guy to, to the core, you know, everybody out here is using the Shimano, Shimano and, you know, lose and everything else. But man, Abu Garcia makes some great stuff. I'm not sponsored or anything by them, but I love their products. But, um, so, uh, you know, I bought me a Abu Garcia black max, uh, combo, bought me a little GoPro hero session four, found it on eBay for like 10 bucks. And um, bought the little chesty and all that stuff. And I went out and I started pond hopping, man. And I couldn't catch a fish to save my life. It took me like weeks of just going out every single day, you know, here in my, here in my own neighborhood. You know, there's probably about six ponds and a golf course here in my neighborhood. So I'm out, 
you know, out every day, just beating up the bank, beating up the bank, beating up the bank. Can't figure it out for the life of me, man. Just, you know, trying everything. I, my wife will tell you, man, I've literally bought every plastic <laughs> academy. I'm loaded down. I had enough plastic in here, man. I could have, I couldn't even tell I'm you. I'm sure she loves that you spend that much money. absolutely <laughs> hated it because every time I'd go out, like every time we'd go to the store, like Walmart or wherever, I'd grab something else. And she's like, why do you keep buying all this plastic? She's like, you got all these plastic baits at home excuse me why do you keep buying all these soft plastics she, she put me on restriction basically told me i was not allowed to buy any more soft plastics but um <laughs> so i ended up hitting this pond up here on the front side of my neighborhood and i you know i tied on a chatterbait i had a z-man chatterbait black and blue and i put a tube on it um a blue tube with a chartreuse like you know t t trailer tails yeah. on it you know the little streamers off of it Dude, I smoked a four pounder out of that pond, man, on that chatterbait. Nice. And uh, that was my first bass. On a chatterbait? On a chatterbait, man. It oh, was crazy. Man. It was like it kind of came full circle for me. And um, it was it was pretty crazy, man, when I caught that fish because it was, for one, you know, the biggest bass I'd ever caught because it, it was my first bass. But it, to catch a bass that big, you know, just on the first shot is pretty amazing, you know, in my mind. So, um. You know, that's kind of where it all kind of started. You know, I, I started out beating the bank. You know, I started out with the pond hopping thing. And, um, you know, I did that for a good while. You know, I started, you know, making YouTube videos. My very first YouTube video I posted, I didn't catch a single fish. Nothing at all. Like, I, <laughs> I saw not, that dude, one. Dude, I was going through your videos today and I saw that one. Yeah, out, man. <laughs> I went out sweating hot sun, middle of the summer, man, cooking to death out there, man. Middle of the day and didn't catch a thing. But, I, I mean, I posted the video. You know, I mean, I... You got to bring the good with the bad, you know? So yeah. it was, uh, you know, I didn't know, you know, it was my, and I, you know, I was asking my brother, I'd send it to, I sent it to everybody I knew. I was like, Hey man, check out this video, you know, tell me what you think. And then I sent it to my boy, Bo. He's like, man, you ain't catch no fish. And then he's like, he's like, you're also, you're not talking in the video. He's like, why are you so quiet? I was like, well, I don't know. What do I say? He's like, I don't know. Talk about what you're doing. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll implement that in my next video. So my second video, I was talking more, you know, I set up a different camera angle, you know, just a bunch of different things, you know, kind of just to, to improve on, you know, the scenery, you know, I would, I would jump on YouTube and see what other guys were doing. You know, back then it was nowhere near as many people fishing as it is now, you know, with, with the coronavirus, you know, pandemic situation we got currently going on, people out of work, a lot of people don't have anything to do. So a lot of people are fishing now, you know, it's a great thing. It's, it's amazing that there's so many people out and fishing, but, um, yeah, whenever I was, you know, first starting like this, there was nobody really doing this other than, you know, the Guggen Squad and the handful of guys here in Texas that were doing it as well. Um, but yeah, man, it was it's just really crazy. And like I said, I posted that first video, didn't catch a single fish, but when I finally got my first one, that was kind of what what kind of kicked this whole thing off, man. And it kind of just took off from there. And then I, you know, I moved into the kayak scene about I can't even tell you how long after that, six, seven, eight months after that. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am today, man. Just living that, that yak life. <laughs> not, not looking back now. Yeah, man. And, and it's, it's crazy too. Cause like, you know, I got a lot of, you know, a lot of people, that's another thing, you know, we kind of go back to, you know, the pandemic and, you know, there's a lot of people out here fishing now, which is a great yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, you know, something that I try to, you know, push across to people, especially from my platform, being a kayak angler, you know, I wasn't always a kayak angler, but I, I do know that, you know, here in Texas, man, there's water everywhere, but I mean, you've got 
thousands of people here in Texas that are fishing. Yeah. So, you know, these guys are out here beating up these neighborhood ponds, these little retention ponds here and there all over the city. And like, they are literally like just over, over, over pressuring these spots because there's yeah. so many people fishing. You know, these guys, you can't buy a GoPro anywhere because everybody's filming YouTube videos now. And, you know, it's something, you know, again, not a, nothing against any of these guys or any of these people that are out here doing that. It's like, but I try to, you know, get people to, to understand that, you know, get you a kayak, you know, get out there and explore some bigger water. You know I mean? Anybody yeah. can go to a pond and catch fish. You know, I, yeah. we, we typically fish ponds out of convenience, you know, because they're, they're it's something close you can get to, you know, there's fish in there. You don't have to do a lot to catch them. And, you know, obviously it feels good to feel that tug, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the only way you can really solidify that skill set is by actually going out and putting those skills to the test on bigger water, you know, and the only way you can really, you know, successfully traverse bigger water is by getting some type of watercraft, you know, whether that's a John boat, a kayak, a, a little inflatable, uh, a paddleboard, whatever it may be, something that's going to be able to get you out into the water and um, let you get out there and explore some bigger stuff to, to really do that. Because I mean, that that's where you'll really, really see yeah. how hard it is to fish. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't even yeah. tell you, man, like I go out all the time, dude, and I get skunked all the time. You know, people don't see that because with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, whenever, you know, when you think about the aspect of people that, you know, are content creators that are uploading videos on a regular basis. I mean, that, that video is really just a highlight reel. It, it, yeah. A lot of people don't even really show the bad, you know, I mean, me, I do, I show the bad with the good, you know, I, I backlash cause I'm human. It happens every, yeah. I backlash a reel every time I go out, every single time yeah. I go out. And, and it's like, it doesn't matter how much tuning I do to my reels. I backlash a reel every time I go out. You know, but it lets people know that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a human, too. I make mistakes, you know, that's that's one thing. That's why I, I really love Greg Blanchard, you know, because yeah. you know, if you're not familiar with Greg Blanchard, you know, he's oh, a yeah. huge, huge kayak tournament angler. But Greg, he shows that that good with the bad. You know, it's like he goes out. He he has terrible days. He'll spend eight hours on the water and won't catch a single thing. But he still puts out that video to let you know. Um, hey, you know, this is, this is fishing. You know I mean? This is real life. You know, this is how it goes. It's not always go out here and slam them every time you hit the water. But um, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of off subject, off topic, but I mean, there's no, a lot but of... it, It's very, it brings up a, a good point that I, that I wanted to add because I remember when you started and again, I, I started watching your videos um, on kind of on around the time that, um, that I, well, not that I started already there, but kind of around the time you and John B., uh, when fishing, yep. Um, and um, and one thing that I respected about you that you mentioned on one of your, I can't remember, if it was a live shout or just an Instagram story that you said, I just don't want to be a guy that's that's going to ponds and fishing ponds. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do the same thing everybody else is doing. And you, know, yeah. and I'm not obviously it's not a shot at John. Of course, that guy's been in in Africa for crying out loud. Um, but. I respected a lot of that about you that you said, I'm not just going to stick to ponds because the reality is, man, in Texas, look, I fish, you're, you're from Texas. You're from, you're in Plano now, right? 
I live in Wiley. Oh, you Wiley. Okay, so here in Dallas, like the, the DFW Metroplex, you go behind a Walmart at 121. Dude, I've caught three or four pounders, you know, 18 inches on a little creek that's three feet deep at the most 10 feet wide. It's crazy. Anywhere in Texas, you're going to catch any. I mean, it's it's crazy. The the like no creek is small enough here. I'm telling you, man, it's insane. It's insane. It is absolute insanity. And um. Yeah, man, it's, you, there's literally not anywhere that you can't go out here. I mean, if there's water, there's fish in there. I mean, it doesn't matter where it is. Like, I've pulled off the highway and fished, like, small retention ponds. Yeah. Like, you name it, man. It's it's absolutely insane. Like, and that's that's one of the big things, one of my monikers, you know, you know, TBFD gang and, you know, what that, that kind of represents to me. It's, it's about seeking that adventure, you know, going yeah. out here and, and chasing that adventure, you know, not just, you know, don't just go do this because it's easy. Or because it's convenient, you know, like we dropped, me and Charlie dropped into a creek over here in Richardson, man, that I'm not even joking you, like my, my kayak with nothing in it weighs 105 pounds, with nothing in it, just yeah. the boat itself weighs 105 pounds. We literally put our kayaks in this creek, we had to climb down 20 foot walls to get into this creek. Damn. Yeah, man. In insanity. But that's a, but that's the thing is like and it mind you, it was like 50 degrees outside. It was cold as all get out. The water was like 20 degrees. It was insane. You know, whenever I matter of fact, the creeker video that I did, you know, that yeah. that video was that where we dropped into this creek. We had to climb down these 20 yeah. foot walls, with these heavy kayaks full of gear to get into this creek to see what it was about. And we floated that creek and paddled that creek probably seven miles you know <laughs> in both directions so it's like you know go out and, and chase and seek that adventure you know because it's out there if you're willing to go get it you know and that's that's yeah. one of the big things about john b that i love man i'm a, I'm a huge fan of john's stuff you know I, I talk to john pretty you know not pretty regularly but every now and again i talk to him yeah. and um you know again you know he he is all about fishing you know that that dude is a fisherman to the core you know he is an adventurist yeah. to the absolute core you know it 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 also helps you know he's got an amazing videographer that that works with him oh, Alex yeah. is an absolute beast man that that's another one of the homies and you know i aspire to get my content to look the way that that john's does just and, because and that quicker video that you had by the way i started to interrupt but i have to give you a shout out for that because that quicker video you Gunk, and I see that with respect because you said on the video you skunk, but you still managed to pull off what is it like a seven minute beautiful, beautifully shot, beautifully edited, and beautifully uh now now uh huh forgot the name the word I'm looking for narrated. God, where my English was for? No, nah, you're good. But anyway, <laughs> but it was I thought it was a great video, and it shows the quality that you have behind creating doing a content creation. Anyways, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I wanted to give oh, you a shout-out for that video because I thought that video was awesome. Even though that. you didn't catch anything, I thought the editing, um, narrating the video, um, the shots were awesome. It was kind of like I thought I was watching uh, to a certain degree that John uh, John B's style kind of video. And I, I do mean with respect. When I say style, I mean the quality of it. I got you, man. Did, I really which, appreciate that. Which to me is like, say what you say about Oh, you know, people can say whatever they want and feel however they feel about the cooking squad and this whole thing. But there is no, no doubt 
the quality, the editing that John B is putting out there is as far as YouTube goes, I've seen cable TV shows about fishing that are not half as good Almost as far as the quality 100%. of it that than what he's doing. That kid is doing an amazing job. Whether 100%. it's him or Alex, both or both of them working together, that is amazing. It's both of them. It's, it's both of them. And the thing is, it's like, you know, when me and John went fishing and, um, you know, Alex is obviously there, he's filming and everything like that. I, I tell everybody that, that talks about, the, you know, when I talk to them about this, it's, and I mean this 100%, man. Like, if if you could imagine, like, watching the two of them work together, you know, because, I, you know, I'm fishing. You know, it, it was John's first, you know, a couple of days back in Texas from being in Maine for, you know, I'm, no, he wasn't even in Maine. I think this is when he had just got back from Sudan. And um, he had only been back in Texas a few days. And, um, you know, they had been out skunking, just getting skunked every single day. They were, he was really trying to get on a good bite, you know, to, to mm -hmm. film that first good video of his first day back in Texas, you know, that first Texas bass um, after his last trip. And, um, you know, I was talking to him, talking to Alex, and they were like, yeah, man, we're just, you know, really just trying to, you know, get on some good fish. He's like, man, we've been going out every single day. We were out, you know, seven hours yesterday, didn't catch anything. And I was like, well, I got a spot that we can go to, and I guarantee you it'll, I can put John on a big fish. You know, I can put him on a, on a great fish and they were like let's do it then so cool so we get out there and it was like you know mind you you know it, it was awesome to be able to fish with with him while being out there but it was also a really great learning experience for me because i was just sitting back you know just me and just kind of hanging back in the background you know i'm fishing you know trying to catch a fish and everything like that but i'm really just watching and observing and if you can imagine what it would be like to sit and watch picasso paint a picture <laughs> I'm not even kidding, man. Like I tell this to anybody that's, that asked me about it. Like, that's what I attribute that experience to. Like it was it, watching the two of them work together. It's, it was insane, man. Like it was, it was absolutely inspiring. You know I mean? Just to, just to see how they, they bounce ideas off of each other whenever they're, you know, Alex is looking to get a specific shot or John wants to get something specific, you know, they, they're so cohesively bonded together when it comes to that, man, that's why they're able to put out such great content together. And, you know, John is able to convey and portray the stories that he wants to tell because Alex is the man behind the camera. You know, mm -hmm. John is filming sometimes, you know, with his GoPro and things like that. And when John does his solo videos and everything like that, it's just him. But whenever he does these big sins or even, you know, the camp cloth stuff and things like that, even those videos are really, really high quality mm -hmm. because that that's Alex behind that, you know, that editing, man. Alex is a beast. The dude is an absolute beast when it comes to editing, filmography, videography and things like that. He, he has a way of, of he has a really good eye for that and, and a really good eye for conveying the story mm -hmm. that you want to tell through film. And, you know, through um, sound design and things like that, because everything fits and, and it's crazy, man. Like that's, that's something that I aspire, you know, to have my content look like. And, you know, that's, you know, another big thing is because I know people, you know, they're always asking, man, why don't you upload videos? Why, why do you never upload anything? Well, you know, and I'm, my thing is, is, is I'm a quality over quantity type person. You know, yeah. it's not, you know, I could post a video every single day if I wanted to. It's just, it's about it being redundant and boring yeah. to me. You know, I mean, there's 300 million people out here that are fishing and making YouTube videos right now. And, you know, again, you know, this is nothing against any of them, but what makes any of their, their videos different from the next guy's videos? Yeah. And, you know, that, that is, you know, a thing that I don't want to fall into, you know, is, is 
being like the next guy. You know, I don't, I don't want to look just like the next guy down the road that's doing the same thing or that's, that's fishing or whatever. You know, I would rather upload, you know, one quality video every month or every month and a half versus 30 videos of this literally me doing the exact same thing in every single video, you know, one day a, a week, you know, every day of the week, you know, that to me, that that's boring. Cause I mean, there was a time, you know, whenever I was fishing ponds and things like that, you know, before I really got into kayak angling, that's when this whole mindset and mentality kind of started for me is because dude, I'm not even kidding. I, I probably had enough GoPro footage. I I'm not even joking of like 30 some odd videos. And I was just like scrolling through all this stuff, looking through it on my computer. And I was like, man, every bit of this looks the exact same. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing the same thing in every video. I'm just at a different location. And I was like, this is boring. Like, I'm, t- I'm saying this to myself as I'm looking through my own footage. I was like, I'm catching fish. And I mean, I get it. Some people just like to watch people catch fish. I understand, yeah. you know, a lot of people just love to go on YouTube and just watch people catch fish. And, you know, I plan on uploading videos like that as well, but you know, for me be a balance yeah there it has to be a balance man like you're you're in my mind in my opinion your content has to provide value to mm-hmm. your your viewers you know if if you're just posting the same you know video in a different location you know same type of thing and every single thing in your video is the exact same as the last one like what value is that giving your your viewers it's not giving them anything and, and eventually you know that that viewage hype will burn out. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll start to lose engagement and things like that because people are going to be like, oh, it's just, it's the same stuff. Like this is, you know, oh, it's cool, but, you know, are you going to do something different? You know, what what is, what's new? What are you going to do to make yourself stand out from the rest of them? And that's, that's kind of where I look at it. You know, that's why I've never really aspired to be a YouTuber, you know, because I mean, there's, there's so much more, you know, to content creation than just YouTube, you know. And Hours I mean, of editing too. Oh man, it, it takes so much time, you know, like that, even if like, you know, for my catch and cook video that I just posted, yeah. like that crappy, video, crappy tacos. Oh my God, man. Them crappy oh, really tacos. They, hey man, they were un- tacos are amazing. Believably good. Um, but, um, you know, it took me like an hour and a half to edit that little four and a half, five minute video. You know, when you, when you think about it, I mean, a five minute video took me an hour and a half to, to, to edit. I mean, that's a lot of time. I mean, when you think about it, if I had a, you know, because I have some videos from that same day that I do need to edit and upload. But I mean, when you think about, you know, uploading and editing a 20 minute video, I mean, you're talking about hours of your time. You know, it takes a lot. You know, that's why I understand and see why videographers, you know, make so much money (laughs) from doing this. Because, I mean, it it does take a lot of work. And that's an interesting point because I think, you know, the, the obviously John B is an outliner. You, I mean, the guys Africa, Iceland, Brazil, um, touring the whole U.S. has done two tours, Devil's River. You go on and on and on about whether this guy Scott. He's an outliner. Only one person can really, only one person that I know can really do that, travel that much, and obviously he doesn't have kids. And he's young. Family. He's young. He's young. He's only like twenty-four. Putting to work. So let's let's. Let's be realistic. That that is less than a one percenter of what YouTube is out there. What, what we usually see on YouTube, with that exception of John B, is like a lot of people doing the same thing over and over and over again, yeah. which is fishing, fishing, fishing. Yeah. Granted, not all of us have the resources or the time off to yeah. do what John B does. But what would you say is and that that you would recommend somebody to hey, if you want to do this YouTube 
what what is it that they sh should be looking to? And I know you touched on it a little bit, but let's be more specific about standing out. And why I, I want to make a real point out of this is because unfortunately, and we've seen this in the past, the way to stand out is throwing kind of like an outrageous clickbait that has oh, nothing man. to do with stay fishing. Away, stay away from the content. And, and, you know, and that gets you to like, and at least the viewerships and the comments, because everybody is either mad of what you did or mad about what the other person you had that encounter with did. So what do you recommend young YouTubers or aspiring YouTubers? And I know you don't aspire to YouTubers, but you have worked with John B. I know you work with Robert Turklu. Um, you mentioned it yourself with Lake Fork guys. So you've been around that community. You've worked with Catchco. People are, for young you know, young anglers out there that are looking to, hey, I want to see if I can do this. What would you recommend? What do you think they should take in consideration? What should they do to stand out from the rest and still be responsible? Give you got to give you have to give yourself a, your own identity. You know, have to you have to create your own identity in this space. I mean, when you think about the outdoor market, the you know the outdoor industry, fishing industry, and things like that. There's a lot of people in this industry. I mean, it is it's a it's something that is growing and, and continuing to grow on a, an extremely rapid pace. And again, you know, with you know the current circumstances and the climate of the country and the world that we live in at the current moment, you know, there's yeah. a lot of people that are out there fishing, that are out there filming videos, and you know, doing you know a lot of outdoor related stuff. So with that, if you are going to do it, you have to find ways to give your content its own sense of identity. Mm -hmm. You know. There, there's so many times I've scrolled through, you know, the explore page and, you know, I, I get a, I, you know, obviously I follow fishing content, you know, so I, I yeah. get a lot of fishing content on my explore page and I'll be looking at pictures and things like that. And a lot of the stuff looks the same. Like it literally looks like it's coming from one account, but it'll be coming from 20 different accounts. And what's happening is, is people are modeling their account after their favorite, you, you know, favorite YouTuber, favorite Instagram mm -hmm. influencer, whatever it may be. And the problem with that is, is that you lose your sense of identity. You know, you, at that point, you don't look like you, you look like somebody else. So, you know, when, you know, companies or, you know, potential partnership opportunities arise, you know, you got people that are, you know, on the explore page that are looking for, you know, potential people to work with, they may come across your, your content and they're going to ignore it because they may have already looked at so-and-so, so-and-so, and they may be like, oh, he's not a good fit or she's not a good fit for whatever we're trying to do. But if your content looks just like theirs, your stuff is going to get ignored. So, you know, what I try to tell people to do is, you know, create, you know, make your photos and videos look a certain way, you know, like with me, like if you look at my feed, nobody else's feed, the way that my pictures are edited or anything out there, nobody else's stuff looks like that. But at That's the same true. time, yeah. I, but the, the thing about it is, is that all of that didn't come just from my own doing, you know, I've taken inspiration from other guys out there in the industry that take really amazing photography, you know, that take really great pictures and they edit really amazing videos. I've taken little hints of things that, you know, JD Blackmore and, um, um, there's a couple other guys out there that, you know, that I follow pretty hardcore that, that take really amazing pictures. And it's like, 
you know, you can take little hints of this and little hints of that and little hints of this and tweak this a little bit to, you know, add your own little spin on it and you make your, make it your own. You know what I mean? But, you know, you don't have to take exactly what A is doing, take all those elements and then just repost that, but on your own photo, because now your photo looks just like, Oh, buddy over here, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't give you your own sense of identity. And then also on top of that, you know, a lot of guys out here that, you know, are wanting to grow, you know, a social media page and things like that, as far as, you know, from fishing goes, they think it's all about the fish. It's really not <laughs> when you when yeah, you really, right. really get down to it, you know, yeah, everybody loves a picture of somebody holding a big old fish. Everybody loves a picture of somebody holding a fish. But some of these guys, like, you know, a lot of these newer guys that are coming into it and you know, people that are wanting to start this, you know, you'll go look at their page and literally every single picture is a, a picture of them holding a fish, every picture. And it'll be them, you know, it, it may be an awkward looking picture. Or it may be the, that same old handheld holding it out, take a picture of it hanging over the water, whatever it may be. It may just be that one hanging up in front of them with the selfie, all kinds of different stuff. Not to say that there's anything wrong with those photos, but balance again balance and being creative you know mm -hmm. like think outside of the box you know find ways to be creative with your photography you don't always have to take the same exact picture every single time like we get it you catch big fish there's something i told torrance you know really early on you know palm boys you know because you know because I, mean, I listened to his his podcast and i was like he was it was true you know i told him you know i was like looking at his feed and everything like that because me and torrance are cool you know that's my boy and i told him i was like bro your your feed Dude, I was like, dude, you catch really big fish. I was like, there's no doubt about it. You catch a lot of big fish and you do it constantly. But your feed looks just like 50 other people's feeds that's out there on the Explore page right now. There, there's 50 other Texas anglers out here right now in Texas that I can name off the top of my head. Your feed looks exactly like theirs. And I was like, I'm not saying that, you know, to be rude or mean or anything like that, but nothing about your page stands out. And I was like, you have to change that. And, and he did get mad. He did. Yeah, he <laughs> told me. He was, we, yeah, we were on the phone. I, I was, yeah, I'm we trying to remember if we mentioned it on the show. Or he did. The, he said it on the show. The show he, that was, yeah. Yeah, he He's did like, get mad. He did. Yeah. He was like, you know, he was like, F you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like blah, blah, blah. and like we're, we're talking on the phone i was like look man i'm not trying to say it to be mean he's like no nah, on the cool you're right dude he's like he's like i'm scrolling through it right now and i'm looking at it and i'm like dang bro you are absolutely right and you know from that day forward you know he started making changes to you know the type of content that he was posting and uploading you know and he, he had a he had a decent sized following at that time i think he was sitting right around five or six or seven thousand you know he he was a, a decent sized page at that point. And, you know, he was like, you know, I'm not really getting any brand opportunities or anything like that. Nobody's really reaching out to me to work with me to do anything. And I was like, well, a lot of that has to do with the type of content that you're posting is like, you know, when you think about, you know, your ability to represent a brand in a, a marketable way for them, which is beneficial for not only them, but beneficial for you, you have to be able to stand out above the rest. You know, you have to be able to to put out content that's quality, that that's going to provide value for not only your followers, but for their brand as a whole. You know, so, you know, you have to think about that, you know, think about things that you post before you post them, because everything that you think is awesome as far as a post goes, 
is not awesome to everybody else. You can't post mm. for you, you know, you have to post for your followers, you know, for, for the brand partnerships and the sponsors that you have, you have to post for them. It's not always about what you think looks really good. It's you got to think about what's going to look good to them. What's going to be marketable for them. And he was like, dang, man, I never even thought about it like that. He's like, cause dude, I know I've posted some crazy stuff that is like, this stuff should be doing absolute numbers and it doesn't. And it's like, well, yeah, it's because it's you posted it for you. You know, it's not it's not always about what you think is going to be successful in the market. It's all about, you know, what is truly marketable to your your um, your followers and things like that. And he made those changes, man, and it, and it substantially upped his game, you know, that's, substantially. That that's a good point that you touched on, because it's funny, my like my Instagram account. And I remember I reaching out to you about it and you gave me advice. And then at the same time, there's something that each one has to kind of do um, search internally. Do yep. you really want to do this? Most definitely. Because I went to a point when you told me about it, you said, take five posts a day, do this, do that. And then it came to a point, it's like, do I really want to do this? And then you have to realize you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you want to get followers, we're going to notice <laughs> You're going to have to do some things that you may be out of your comfort zone. I'm not saying anything, you know, bad, but I'm just saying maybe you're going to do stuff that you find yourself, oh, this is stupid. This is, uh, yeah. you know, this is all or whatever, millennial stuff, whatever. Uh, and you feel that, oh, you don't want to be ridiculed and all that. Yeah. You have to figure out what is it that you want to do. I came to a realization says, oh, man, I, I, I want to do fishing. My thing was like, I want to do the podcast. Yep. Um. And my like my social media is even though I want to grow it, it wants it's like I want people to understand I have a podcast and this is what my social media is for to track traffic. And there's different ways to going about it, but it's that point where you have to realize if you want to get the followers, you have to think outside the box. You're gonna have to do all the things that people that other people are gonna ridicule and say, "Oh, that's stupid, that's lame, oh, that's ridiculous." It is, it is for them. But that's what other people like because the other people that are watching on Instagram, they just see the pictures. They don't see all the else rest that you're doing behind the camera that yeah. other people around you, your friends, your family, um, or just people walking by find ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's like that Instagram uh, videos that show um, influence in the wild kind of makes fun of influence <laughs> doing posts. And I think it's funny. Yeah, it is. Because you, it's funny, but it's one of those things where you have to think about it. Do you really want to, you know, put yourself out there? You have to be at to a certain point. You're going to feel vulnerable yeah. doing all this stuff because it's stuff that you ordinarily wouldn't do when you're out kayak fishing. Now, if you do want to do, and I say kayak fishing because that's what the podcast is about. It could apply to anything, fishing or whatever you want to do in life. If if all you want to do is go out and fish and learn how to fish and hear stories, then that's fine. But then you have to realize you can't play the game and not think that you're going to have the same results as people that put in the work. Yeah. A lot of people think, and that's one of the myths about it, that guys like the Google Squad and everything are just, you know, doing stuff, just being taking selfies and all that. And what they don't understand, and I'm and you do is that there's a lot of stuff and a lot of sacrifices you have to do behind the lens, behind all these pictures. There's a lot of stuff that you have to go out there. You don't know how hard it is to catch fish, especially in Texas on summer. Oh, and yet you have to go out there and find a fish to make a video to make and then spend hours editing. It's not that easy. People just, it's, 
it's not all fun and games. It's, it's not a man. lot of hard work. It really is, and you know, and and it's and it's it's two parts to that. You know, it's it's not also it's not always just about do you really want to do this, but it's like when you yeah. make that commitment to do it, you can't forget why you want to do it. Yeah, you know? and that's that's another big thing that I think a lot of people don't really understand is like you know, for, for guys like me and, you know, the other guys out here, you know, the Torrances and, you know, the other, other guys that are making, you know, this content thing and building stuff like this, you know, building brands and things like that, you know, is why you want to do this at the end of the day. And you can't forget why you want to do it because, you know, there's a reason behind all of it and you should have a clear cut reason of why you want to do it. Because I think a lot of people lose sight of that really quickly. You know, yeah. they, the numbers start adding up, you know, your platform starts blowing up and, you know, you get, you know, a lot of these guys out here that, you know, they, they get really, really big, really, really fast. And, you know, things don't, things kind of stop working for them, you know, and it's like, you know, they get lost, you know, kind of in, in the numbers sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's one thing for me is that I've, I've never really chased the number, you know, I don't, I don't care about reaching a specific, you know, milestone number by any certain date or time or anything like that. Because to me, at the end of the day, it's not about the number. My my goal is to build a reputable, you know, platform, you know, that people can trust and count on the things that I tell them and say and, you know, the things that they see me doing on my platform, that they can trust that what I'm doing is the right thing. And that that's what I want to build on. You know, I don't I don't want, you know, I mean, yeah, it'd be great to have, you know, 200,000 followers or, you know, a half a million followers. But if if I had a million followers that that don't really care about what I'm doing or they don't really believe in what my vision is, then what value are, is that one million followers mm-hmm. at the end of the day? Like if, if I had 1000 true believers behind me. You know, if I just had 1,000 followers, but each and every one of those 1,000 followers were a diehard TBFD fan, then that 1,000 followers is more valuable than any 1 million followers that there could ever be. And I think that's what a lot of people get lost in. They get lost in that number and they're like, oh man, I got to get to this milestone. I got to get to this milestone. At the end of the day, it's not about the milestone. It's about building a reputable brand. And that's what, you know, that's what my goal is. And, you know, that, that's one of the big things, you know, my buddy, Charlie, you know, digital wells, you know, he helps with all my photography and things like that. Great, great friend, man, me and Charlie have an amazing friendship and um, I owe a lot to him, man. I mean, it's because, you know, he, he's worked in the marketing industry for, for decades. You know, that's one of the big things for him. You know, I, I didn't know a lot about marketing. I work in the cybersecurity field. That's what my, my actual day job is. You know, a lot of people don't even know that, you know, I got, you know, I mean, most people know that I'm married and have kids and things like that. And I work a full-time job outside of this fishing thing and social media. You know, I don't, you know, I don't get to fish all day, every single day. That's not, that's something that I would absolutely love to be able to wake up and do on a daily basis. But at the current moment, that's not what happens. I work for Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers at their corporate office, you know, run up. I do cybersecurity, information security, and things like that for them. So, you know, again, you know, me and Charlie are, you know, he's worked in the mar- in the marketing industry for decades, and you know, he's been a humongous help to me when it comes to, you know, bringing these these ideas that I have in my mind to fruition because he knows how to strategize and put the pieces into place 
to tell me what direction I need to go to make something happen. Because do we sit and we just brainstorm ideas of where we can take the TBFD brand and how we can expand and what we need to do to get it to the next level and so on and so forth. But he's able to formulate those ideas into a strategy to make it happen so that we can get to that next point. And that's really how I've been able to get from where I was to where I am now. You know, working with, a, I mean, I work with a lot of amazing companies, you know, a lot of, I have a lot of, and these aren't, I don't consider them to be sponsorships. I consider them to be partnerships because I mean, I have really amazing relationships with these people. They're not, you know, just, oh, we're going to send you this stuff or we're going to pay you X, Y, Z to do this for us, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like these are people that I have conversations with, you know, on a regular basis, you know, I'm talking to them about, you know, content strategies, ways that I can help them or ways that they can help me. Or these are people that just reach out and just say, Hey man, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Is everything going all right with you? You know, you know, how's your family doing? You know, how are you holding up in this, you know, current times, blah, 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 blah. You know, these are, these are the types of relationships with, with companies that I have and with the partnerships that I've built, you know, working with some of the best brands in the business, you know, and that, and that's another big thing to me that's been really crazy is because I never would have thought, you know, two years ago when I started this, literally, I mean, I'm, I literally just passed my two year anniversary of, of doing anything social media related when it comes to fishing. I started my whole, the whole TBFD, that bass fishing dude, um, persona literally started September 17th, 2018. Nice. So two years two years. And it's like two years ago, man, I never would have thought that this is where this brand would be, you know, where I would be at the current moment, you know, inspiring, you know, thousands of people to go out here and chase an adventure, go out and purchase a kayak and, 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 and seek, you know, that, that next level adventure for themselves when it comes to fishing, you know, I get DMS and emails and all kinds of messages from people, all over the world, man. It, it's, it's absolutely humbling. It's, it's, uh, it's an unbelievable feeling, man, to know and to hear some of the things that people have, have said to me, man, it's, it's crazy, man. Cause I never would have thought that I would ever be that much of an inspiration to someone just for me doing something as simple as fishing, you know? And, and I, I mean, I don't say it just something as simple as fishing, but, you know, being in the position that I am, I'm in and, you know, given the opportunity that I've been given, you know, being able to be a role model for somebody or, you know, that beacon in the industry for people to look up to is it's an amazing feeling, man. It really is. That's awesome. And let me ask you this. Now you work, you work closely with catch go, which to me, we were talking about the pre-show it's built on the shoulders of the Guggen squad, which I think it's amazing. The fact that a couple of kids can just by recording videos can achieve what they achieved and gotten Most so far. And then a company can actually go from being nowhere to what it is now, both a catch company, which I understand is the umbrella where MTV and yeah, shop, yeah. Uh, shop calls, all, all that was built on the shoulders of these kids. That, that to me is awesome. You know, like I said, there's some people that are like not fans of it. That's, you know, everybody has a right to their opinion. I respect all of them. I, I for one think that's awesome. I think it's awesome because it opens the door for other people. It shakes up the industry. You now you don't have to be KVBT um Kevin Van Dam to sell a product or Ike, which I I, I love Ike. No, no disrespect yep. to Ike. But as far as podcast goes, Ike is my hero. You know, uh, Ike live show. I love him. I have the utmost respect for Ike. But the fact that Ike already has built, you know, um 
an empire on his on his blood, sweat, and tears. You know, just building it from ground ground up, being uh, an achieved tournament angler, and then popularity and what it is now versus just a couple of kids that are fishing in YouTube. That's the difference, and that's why I want to go with this. I don't want anybody to misconstrue. I have utmost respect for Ike. Like I say, he's my hero on the podcast. But speaking to this, you know, the fact that there's kids now that are able to build or push a company to the heights where it's rivaling other companies and shaking up the industry. Now you work closely with Catchco and you work closely with the Guggen Squad. How is that experience with you with Catchco with it? What is it that people don't get about Catchco? Man, Catchco is an amazing company, man, to be honest. Um, and it's not just because I work with them or anything like that. It's the truth. Like, I mean, when you think about it, the ability that a company like that has to to bring products to the market and not just to bring products to the market, but bring quality products to the market. You know, it, it's an amazing feat, you know, and especially for a company that is not as large as, you know, some of these other bigger companies are. Like when you think about, you know, Strike King and, you know, um, Yum and all these other, you know, big, big brands that are out there, you know, Catch Co has really made it, you know, really easy for, you know, certain brands and certain people to to really be prosperous, you know, when it comes to marketing. And, you know, we're in the digital age, you know, that's, no. that's the, you know, the whole age of the big box is kind of dying, you know, I mean, when you really think about it, you know, it's, you know, a lot of things are going to digital and, you know, online e-commerce and things like that. And Catchco has the technology and capability to bring stuff like that to light. You know, they have the ability to to reach companies, you know, to create and build products. They have the ability to design products, you know, from the ground up. They have the ability to R&D those products from the ground up, you know, go through all of the entire testing and, you know, all of those phases and everything like that. They have the marketing team and marketing strategy to be able to get those products out to the broader audience and sell them and make them successful, you know, and that's one of the things that the Guggen squad has been able to do is like, you know, you know, when you think about it, you know, when people think about fishing, they're like, Oh, you know, there's, there's usually one side to it is, Oh, you're a professional fisherman. Well, at the end of the day, I'm not like me. I'm not a professional fisherman. I, I don't consider myself to be a professional fisherman. I think, you know, when you think pro, you, most people attribute that to, you know, tournament anglers, you know, when you're B-Lats, you're Mark Daniel Jr.'s, you know, mm-hmm. your, your Ishman Rose, you know, your Ikes, you know, things like that. Um, those are your pro fishermen. I, I think a lot of people attribute it being a professional angler to being a, a pro tournament angler. And, but with, you know, what companies like Catchco, the Guggen Squad, you know, they've opened the doors for, you know, us, you know, social media marketers, because that's what we really are is, I mean, when you really think about it at the end of the day is we're, we're marketers. You know, when you, when you think social media influencer, you, you're really a, a social media marketer at the end of the day, you know, you're um, Chad Hoover's, you know, he's not a professional angler, even though he's a tournament, you know, kayak bass fishing tournament angler, he's not a pro, he's a professional marketer, you know, he's a social mm-hmm. media marketer. So when you think about social media influence, it's reach and its capabilities. I mean, it's really, it's digital marketing at the end of the day. And they've been able to open the door for guys like us to be successful, even though we enjoy the aspect of the outdoors and fishing and things like that. That's just a plus because whenever you partner with a company like Catchco or the Guggen Squad or Carl's Bait and Tackle, Mystery Tackle Box, 10,000 Fish, Biospawn Lures, whatever it may be, 
you become a social media asset for them, you know, a marketing asset for them to be able to reach a broad audience that, you know, they may not be able to reach on their own. You know, that's what the Googans are. The Googans are social media marketers at the end of the day. They're not professional anglers either. They are, they are social media marketers. And they're really good social media marketers at that. These guys are, they, I mean, their following is, uh, in a, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a bad way, it's almost cultish. You know, mm-hmm. it, is. it is almost cult-like. And, you know, it's it's a great thing. But, but at the end of the day, the truth and the fact of the matter is, is that they do not put out bad products. They don't. They, and I think that that's where a lot of people kind of get this, you know, this this really bad taste in their mouth is all oh, these these young, dumb punk kids don't really know anything about fishing. All they do is film YouTube videos. They don't know anything about fishing. Blah, blah, blah. These dudes, know they actually do know a lot about fishing. They're really smart. Rob is Rob is a hell of a fisherman. He's a hell of a hunter. Same thing with LFG. You know, John is absolutely a hell of a fisherman. Yeah. And Flair... 200 <laughs> percent regardless of you know how you know how dopey him and parrot can be yeah you know, those dudes can fish like crazy and parrot is and you know um flair is a hell of a farmer you know what i mean this dude is a he's got his own off-grid yeah. you know um homestead he's building out there like the dudes they're smart man they really are they're young and they're really really smart you know i you know me being 35 you know these guys are you know in their 20s still you know I think about this all the time. I'm like, man, I wish that, you know, I had been into this the way that I am now when I was in the army, when I was in my twenties, because dude, there's no telling where I'd be right now. You know, I'd probably be in a similar position to them. Not saying that I'm, I'm unhappy with the position that I'm currently in because I'm again, I'm taking it a day at a time. You know, I'm taking the the stuff as it comes because I'm not in a rush. You know, I'm not in a hurry to get anywhere specific. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't cool, I'm still going to fish at the end of the day. I'm still going to create content because I actually enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like these guys, they're really, really smart and they put out really, really good products. They put out very well thought out products too. It's yeah. not even, I mean, because the thing about it is, and the truth of the fact of the matter is, is that there's a lot of people before them that have put out stuff. So they have a lot to go off of to know what yeah. not to do. You know what I mean? And then, you know, one of the big things about the Guggen Squad that I think is really, really awesome is that they've inspired a lot more younger people to get involved in fishing, you know, because dude, whenever they do like, um, cause they, they have the uh, big fun and sun boat show out at, out in Hearst at fun and sun boats every year. And I've yes. gone to the last you gonna, you go this next year. Yeah, absolutely. I went, I went last year. I'm, a, I'm actually going to be there for Douglas rods next cool. year. So I'll see you there. Awesome. Yeah, man. I, I go every year and, um, Dude, it's crazy, man, how many people show up to that thing to meet these guys. You know, yeah. I got to meet a ton of people, you know, that were fans of me, you know, and that. I got know, there just after you left. I'm yeah, like, I'm not, where's this guy who's seven <laughs> foot tall and I don't see him? If I don't see him when I come out the door, he's not here. <laughs> man, and it's, it's crazy, man, when I think about it, you know, that 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 certain level of a, of celebrity, I guess you yeah. can call it. You know, it's, you know, I never would have thought that I would be a, you know, this this type of celebrity i guess you could call it or anything like that but dude it's crazy man like we'll go places and people like tbfd like i'll hear them and i'm just like hey what's up like it's it's crazy you know it's a it's a really good feeling you know um it has its negatives as well but i mean a 99.9 percent of it is positive you know um but yeah man it's just really cool like the the Guggen squad is a solid group of dudes man those dudes are really smart you know And, and again that's nothing you know i mean i know there's a lot of people that hate them you know, that's out there and it's for a lot of really crazy reasons, but 
I mean, at the end of the day, the truth is the guys make, they make quality products, man. They, they don't put out bad stuff. They put out well thought out stuff and they do a good job at it, man. And it's like, yeah, they, they make some goofy videos here and there, yeah. but I mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you. Like, and I, and I, I like to be honest because I, I feel like as, as a podcast, I view it from a generalistic standpoint. I can't yep. just agree with what everybody says. And I can't point out with something. I don't, I don't think it's right. And with that being said, I did. I did have some objections at first, and I know he's changed his style. But I objected a lot to, and I say without the respect. I I understand he's successful. I'm not hating on success, and I hope he keeps growing. But I did have some objections with the way um, Perrick managed a couple of things that would happen of him getting kicked out of a plane, getting kicked out of a hotel, yeah. getting kicked out. I thought, and and he and I still watch some of his videos. The first video he did at the beginning of the year this year was a day after I think a couple of days after after the whole and we'll touch into that out of the somebody from catchco jumped ship and decided to crap a lot on Google Bates and catchco and we oh, are yeah, not gonna yeah, mention yeah. who it is but yeah, yeah. yeah we know and I, Alec Perry made a video which I thought it was interesting because he was a reflection of like clickbait so he, he kind of understood like yeah this is I'm, I'm getting tired of the hatred Yeah. Which I don't think it's one. I don't think you should go as far as hatred. But I did have some objections of him just doing a lot of clickbait videos. Mind you, because I saw other YouTubers following that. Yeah. I, I like Perrick was the first one with uh, MTV or Catchco. Um, and then every, the whole Google Squad followed. So yeah. a lot of kids out there thought, oh, that's the way to grow. Yeah. There was some guy particularly, and I'm not going to say name in Florida, which I watched a couple of his videos. And I had so was upset about him going into private properties and just looking for him to get kicked out so he can post a video on it. Yep. And then and you I, try to, as much as you try to edit it and look like you're the victim, you can yep. still say, it's like, that's what I don't like. And I say with all due respect, I hope Alec Perry continues to grow. And I'm not, I'm not hating on him. I have the respect for him. I respect the success he's had. And I've, and he's changed his videos a little bit when it comes to that. And that's something I tell people, if you want to start with that, Keep in mind, that's only going to get you so far until it, really is. it, it backfires. It really is. And, and the thing is, a lot of people don't really understand this is like, regardless of how small or how big your yeah. platform is, there's always somebody from some company, you know, that because that's the thing, like, you know, a lot of these guys that are, you know, that are out here that are doing this or they're trying to get started in this, this industry and things like that, they're doing that stuff. You know, they're going out here and fishing these private locations and, you know, getting kicked out and getting the police called on them, you know, security yeah. rolling up on them, you know, for views, you know, posting these videos, you know, crazy thumbnails, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we got kicked out of so-and-so. Oh, we almost got arrested, blah, 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 blah. Well, the thing about this at the end of the day, a lot of these people don't understand is that, you know, you are a representation of what you could potentially be for uh, any brand or, or company that may be out there that may be looking at you to, to work with you at some point in time. And they see you posting videos like that and it instantly makes you um, put you on a, in a spot where you're not really of value to them because they don't want somebody that's out here trespassing, that's breaking the law representing mm -hmm. their company. And the thing is because it, it looks bad on them and You know, for instance, like I work with, you know, Private Water Fishing, you know, which is a, um, a company right here in DFW, you know, shameless plug. Um, they've got about 85, 88 
uh, private lakes throughout the entire state of Texas and some in Oklahoma as well. I mean, literally some of the, the nicest and best bass fisheries in the state of Texas, period. And, you know, these are all private lakes, you know, that are owned by private land owners. You know, they're not owned by, you know, this company. They're owned by people that own the land, you know, and they, they decide, hey, yeah, I'll work with you. People can come fish my lake, but you have to pay me blah, 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 X amount of dollars, every whatever. This is the right. Yeah, of course. But, you know, when you think about it, like if I was a person that was out here, you know, jumping fences and, you know, fishing, you know, private property and doing all sorts of stuff, getting kicked out, getting the cops calling me and things like that. Well, if one of those private landowners, me working with private water fishing, you know, caught wind of that and saw that they would private water fishing would lose that that business because they would be like, well, you have a guy that you know, you basically support trespassing. Well, my land is private. So essentially if nobody was here, nobody was looking, I'd have to worry about this guy. Potentially if he found out where my property was, he could probably come out here and try to fish my, my lake without me knowing or something like that. You know, that, that puts a bad taste in people's mouth, you know, and, and it's not a good look. So, I mean, that's something to think about, you know, for the people that are out there that are, you know, thinking about getting into this industry or, you know, thinking about fishing or whatever it may be is like, you know, try to stay away from, you know, the legal activities when it comes yeah. to trespassing and things like that, because it's not good. Yeah. You may get some views and, you know, I mean, you may get some we'll engagement. Get your popular, but won't get your respect. It's in the definitely not going to get you any respect out there in the game. Cause I mean, you know, everybody, of course, you know, we, we see the signs everywhere we go. You know, I'm not going to sit here in front. Like I haven't fished in places that I'm not supposed to fish. Um, Cause I have, but you know, at the end of the day, like you have to learn that there's a difference between doing the right thing and doing the wrong thing. And, and it's always just better to just do the right thing at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, you may, you may sneak into this place and you may catch the, have the best day of your life fishing. But I mean, if you get caught, get in trouble, you get a trespassing charge or something like that. Was it worth it in the end? Because I mean, you're stuck with that for the rest of your life. So, you know, those no, are things to think about. No, no amount of followers or sponsorship mm -hmm. can, sub can substitute your, your character or of your perception not, or your perception of character of course not man and, that, and that's what, that means a lot of things, you know it's how my my character and what you know people perceive of me as a person you know because of the type of person that i am like i i'm happy to know that i have a lot of people's respect and that people you know believe in my character they know that i, I have integrity and things like that because i mean that's that's what my brand is built on is things like that you know it's not I'm not out here just doing this just for the heck of it at the end of the day. Real quickly, I want to just, because we know we're talking for an hour, and I wanted you to get a chance to, you have you have done some stuff, some charity stuff that I want to go, that I want to talk about too, but and yeah. I don't want to take too long. Um, it's been a great conversation, but I wanted to touch real quick, because you and I talked the beginning of the year. So January 1st, some YouTuber posted a video accusing um catchco i don't know if it's catchco or Guggen Bates of copying others i saw the whole video i thought it was laughable i thought it was laughable because there's only so much you can change out of a crankbait yep okay? there's an a, a lipless crankbait at the end of the day we're all copying nature and one of my i think it was in the 12 minute mark i thought it was funny when the person said this is exactly the same except for the gills the scales and the bill uh, and the bill and the paint. Well, what else, are there? <laughs> what else is there? You just said it. You just mentioned three things. It's exactly the same except for this, this, and this. Well, what else is there? It's a crankbait. 
Yeah. And as this video came along, it says like it seems like you're a little bit more salty about Guggen Squad getting more um camera time than you are with catch code than it is really about you or your integrity that supposedly that Kachko is copying um six cents. And I thought it was just laughable. I thought it was stupid. You and I talked the day after that happened. For sure. I don't know if you remember on social media, I told you, hey man, I know you bought with it. Are you gonna come out with a statement? And you said I was thinking about it. And you came out with a what I thought was very diplomatic and very um um uh, just diplomatic and professional statement because at the end of the day you're associated with Kachko and you you it's your name out there you know and this person is basically accusing of everybody else is doing that well you're selling out because this company's a sellout and you didn't mention names you went about it with you know without mentioning names everybody know what who you're talking to and you yeah. didn't attack the person or the character you just said I believe in Kachko because this this and this for sure that's my point of view and I thought you Mason, I mean, you handle it massively. Um, and that's one of the things that's when I kind of before that I started following you, but it gave me a lot more respect uh, for what you and you were doing. Not so sure. I want to give you a shout out for that because that I, I thought that was that was stupid. I whether to me, if a product is catching fish, I don't care who it is. Like, like right now, a lot of you get a lot of cult followings. I get it. Some people are cult followers for Google Swaps. That's awesome. Yep. If the bandito bug is catching me fish, I don't care. I don't care. It's catching me fish. I don't care who made it. I don't care if it's six cents. <laughs> I don't care if it's Google Squad. People it's get catching caught up in the fish. names, man. People get caught up in the fun. Like you, the company's out there to sell. They don't necessarily care that much about you as an individual. They just want to build a product. And I give props to. Catchco, because even on their Instagram, they explain why. I remember one of my favorites one is why their jig is built that way. Yep. And it was different from other jigs. And they explained these are the reasons. Specific, they numbered it. This the hook is this side because if you want to cast long, you need a bigger hook. If you want to set on a hook on a jig, if yep. you're rolling it in, those little crates on the back make it. You know, there was a lot of stuff, even with their spook, they were, you have a breakdown on Instagram of why their spook was built the way they are. And I give respect to that. Is yeah, this man. not, they easily could have just right on the cold sale of the Google squad. It says, hey, get some products from China. Those, and let's sell it at half the price there are. People will still eat them up and will still buy them. But they didn't. They're like, no, we're still going to build a product. And we're going to show why that product is. I'm not just going to show a big fish with my bait on it that's the influence job their job is catch to explain why we built this particular bait in this certain way and i have a lot of respect for that and to me it's all the same thing if it's working if it's catching i'm using it i don't care who made it for sure that's that's i think again i give you props for you for handling the way you did um but before i let you go i wanted to talk to you you do a lot of things about with the community, both as individual, we mentioned it, you and I talked before and you've helped me out. Um, you gave me advice. You did the same thing. Terrence from Pond Boys mentioned the same thing. Smith, um, I think it's mentioned it before as well. Weston Smith, I think uh, his name is. Um, a lot of these um, uh, people, influencers, give props to you for the way you go about, you know, going the extra mile to help them. And you've also done some ch charity work to help with uh, kids from autism. And I wanted to bring that 
to my listeners? Because I think that's also important. If you can touch a little bit about that, what has inspired you to do that? And what is it that the goal that you want to do with that charity? For sure. Most definitely. So, uh, you know, um, a lot of people may or may not know, but my son has autism. He's 13. He'll be uh, 14 in uh, November. And, um, you know, my he's my stepson, you know, by through marriage. But, I mean, he's my kid. I pretty much raised him since he was five years old, so he's my kid. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, he, he really changed my life, man, you know, to be honest. You know, it was, it's kind of crazy. You know, when I met my wife, you know, I didn't know anything about, you know, children. I mean, I, I take that. I knew about kids with special needs because being in the military, you know, I would volunteer for the Special Olympics every year. We would host them on uh, right. Fort Stewart and, um, you know, coaching, you know, kids with special needs and things like that, you know, from all different types of disabilities or abilities, not not disabilities. But, um, you know, these kids would, you know, have, you know, everything from Down syndrome, you know, to autism, you know, to whatever it may be, you know, so working with kids with special needs has always been something that I, I really enjoyed and I really love to do. And, uh, you know, then obviously when I met my wife and things like that, you know, my stepson, my son found out he had, um, you know, he, he had autism, you know, he had been diagnosed when he was two years old, but, um, you know, you know, growing this, this platform, building, you know, this brand, the way that I have, um, you know, I've, I've met a lot of really cool people and I've met a lot of really cool organizations and, you know, working at Raising Canes, there's a, um, a guy that works there that, um, he's a part of this organization called Austin's Autistic Adventures. He also has autism. Um, he's an adult. Um, I think Joseph is like, he's in his twenties maybe, but, um, you know, so I had found out about this organization probably a little bit over a year ago, and um, they were up there doing a, a tour of, you know, of our um, our Plano headquarters. And, um, you know, I got to talking to um, Austin's mother, who runs the organization, and, you know, she was like, you know, yeah, we're a, non, a not-for-profit organization right here in DFW that they support um, young adults on the autism spectrum, everything from Asperger's to, you know, autism, whatever it may be, anything, whatever it is on the spectrum. And they've got a bunch of, you know, young adults that are in the program, and it's something that my son actually could benefit from whenever he turns 16, whenever, because that's, that's the youngest that they allow. But they do everything from job shadowing to tours they they do everything like they it's really about you know bringing you know autism to the world and then the world to autism you know that's really what it's about you know it's, it's really getting them exposure you know to the world around them and getting the world around them exposed to them you know because a lot of people don't really understand autism you know or what it may be or what they they think it is or they have a you know a really crazy misconception of what autism is so they don't really understand it but um so I partnered with you know Austin's Autistic Adventures you know as me and me and Charlie were thinking about just something because you know you know, TBFD, you know, the brand TBFD gang, um, you know, again, is, you know, for me, it's always been more to it than just fishing. You know, it's, it's not always just about, you know, just going out here and fishing and making videos and whatever else and building this massive following and working on all these cool companies and all this other stuff. It's, it's about community, you know, it's about, you know, giving something back, you know, being able to, to give something back to the community and, you know, because, at the end of the day, you know, I've taken a lot from, you know, the fishing community, you know, the fishing community has embraced me with open arms, you know, and, you know, I try to give something back, you know, as much as I possibly can, whether it's through charitable contribution or whether it's through my time or whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, so I partnered with Austin's Autistic Adventures. I reached out to them and I was like, hey, you know, um, 
you know, I let them know who I was, you know, what I did and everything like that. And I was like, you know, I, I work for Raising Cane. So, you know, I know about your, 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 your program or your organization. And, um, I was like, I would love to partner with you guys for a charity campaign. I'd like to design a, a t-shirt and, um, cause autism awareness month is April. So a lot of people don't know that either. You know, April, the whole month of April is autism awareness month. So I was like, I want to run a charity campaign for the month of April where I'm going to design a t-shirt and I'll sell that t-shirt on my website and I'll donate 100% of the profits that are made from that t-shirt to your organization. And they were head over heels blown away by it because they, you know, it was, this is right around the time that COVID kicked off and they were unable to really do a lot of stuff because they were, you know, the situation had everybody locked down, couldn't really go anywhere, a lot of stuff closed. So that put a, you know, a really, really put them in a tough spot when it came to funding as well. So they also have a lot of, you know, young adults that work with them whose, you know, families don't have a ton of money either so that they can't, you know, donate a lot to this organization, you know, to keep it, you know, funded so that they can keep doing a lot of cool stuff all the time. So I was like, well, this is a great opportunity to really do something like that and really be able to give something to you guys to, to really help you out, even if it's a few hundred dollars, you know. Well, you know, I, I reached out to a buddy on um, on Instagram that helped me design a T-shirt, you know, with the help of my son, you know, he helped. Um, we, we came up with a, a really cool design and um, my buddy knocked it out of the park, absolutely knocked it out of the park. And um, got the T-shirt set up and everything like that, and we ended up generating a one thousand dollar donation wow. for this company or for this this nonprofit, and uh, we donated that to that nonprofit in the name of TBFD Gang. So it wasn't you know it wasn't from me; it was from from everybody. You know, it was it was from TBFD Gang. You know, the the whole TBFD family is what I would consider it you know, from, from my platform and everything like that. It wasn't from Brandon Mays to, you know, Austin's Autistic Adventures. It was from TBFD gang to, you know, Austin's Autistic Adventures. But yeah, we donated $1,000 to them. And uh, right. the plan is, is to do that every single year, you know, so, you know, next year, 2021, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to partner with them again. And, um, you know, hopefully continue to partner with them for the foreseeable future. I'll, we'll design another shirt next year. And the shirt was a limited edition, obviously. So it was, you can only buy it for autism awareness month. And, um, so, you know, we'll do it. We'll design another t-shirt in, um, in April of, or well, January, March, uh, February time of next year, have everything launched and ready to go by March so that, you know, everybody can have their shirts and get them by the time, um, April rolls around. But man, that, that campaign got a ton of support. It was crazy. Uh, it was really awesome yeah. to see how many people supported that campaign. I mean, it was really awesome just to see how many people really just supported my, you know, my merchandise as a whole, just period. I mean, it was really, it was really cool to see, you know, even though, um, you know, I started, you know, I didn't, I don't drop a lot of merch here and there, but you know, a lot of people bought it, you know and I mean? It was, it was really great to see people that love to represent my brand, you know, to, and I can't see people out rocking it and you know, people send me pictures of them wearing it and things like that. It's always, it's just really awesome, man, to see that. And then it's really, really great to see people rocking that, that autism awareness shirt. Cause I mean, we rock ours on a, on a regular basis. And I mean, just to see people, uh, it's a guy that, um, that follows me his son also has a, um, autism. He he's always wearing the shirt. He, he calls it as his lucky shirt. He wears it every yeah. time he's fishing, man. And he he catches so many fish with the shirt on, man. And he sends them to me all the time, man. And it makes me so happy. But um, 
yeah, man, definitely plan on partnering with Austin's Autistic Adventures again next year and um, do that that campaign again. Hopefully we can we can raise two thousand dollars next year. You know, that would be awesome. Yeah, man, that'll, that'll be amazing. So we'll see how it goes, but looking forward to it. Speaking of shirts, I got to give you before I let you go, I'll give you a time to do some shout outs, some selfless plug. But speaking of shirts, I know you can't for those that, that watch it on YouTube. I got the official buckets. That buckets T-shirt. I got from TPFD. I bought this as soon as they came out. Tell us a little bit about your merch, man. Um, I know you got some merch, cool merch out there. I love it. Um, and I also want to give you an opportunity to thank those companies that have been business partners with you if you want to give them a shout out also if you have family friends that you also want to give a shout out go ahead but let's start off with your merch man because i love it go ahead tell us sure, a man, bit so about that. where can sure. people find it where can people follow you where can people find follow the merch and all that sorry I interrupted for, sure. for sure man so you know the merch is on a shop tbfd.com um got a lot of really cool stuff on there mostly t-shirts and hats at this point um uh, originally i had like jackets and hoodies and things like that on there but um started kind of downsizing to the stuff that was more popular, but I do all my own design work. So I, you know, I design all my own merch and everything like that, but everything is up on the website. Everything's reasonably priced. We got a lot of really dope, dope stuff that's on there, man. People love a lot of the stuff that's up there. So, um, that buckets t-shirt is extremely popular. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, that bass fishing dude, um, all one word, no spaces. Uh, YouTube, same, that bass fishing dude, all one word, no spaces. Um, I don't upload a lot on YouTube, but when I do, it's always some quality stuff. So um, it is. If you're if you're looking for constant uploads, I'm not that guy. <laughs> Just to let you know off the rip. But um, I do post a lot on Instagram. I'm I'm always on Instagram, whether it be um, posting constantly. I, I'm very engaging, so I do reply to everyone that you do. That's I get attached to that. Yeah, but if you, if you drop a comment or if you DM me, I respond to everybody. Um, also, uh, what was I about to say? Uh, oh yeah, man! Uh, huge, huge monster shout out, man, to to my wife. You know, man, my wife is, has been amazing. Um, you know, she hasn't always been like super duper hundred percent supportive of, you know, my, my thing. Cause you know, it, it, it does take a sacrifice, but, yeah. uh, we, um, she's definitely, she's gotten there, man. She's, uh, she's been, she's been solid behind me, man, pushing me to, to do things, you know, and keep going and things like that. You know, she's, uh, she's been there for it. So, um, huge shout out to her, man. Shout out to my kids. Um, huge shout out to every single one of my partners, man, Catchco, man, they've, they've been a blessing from, from day one, probably they were actually my very, very first partnership I ever had. And, um, they, um, they believed in my vision, man. And they, they continue to believe in my vision and they, they've helped me kind of achieve a lot of things that I didn't think possible. Um, mystery tackle box, Carl's bait and tackle, uh, temple fork outfitters, man, man, huge shout out to the family over at TFO. Um, some of the best rods in the industry, man, in my opinion, period, um, great, great group of people that work over there. A very small company, man, um, with a, a, a huge heart, man. And they're, they're, they're excellent, man. The fishing industry needs more people like them in it for sure. Um, huge shout out to, uh, Yakima racks, um, CBI off road method wheels. Um, who else, man? I got, I got so many, man. It's, it's, uh, man, the rod glove, man, huge shout out to the rod glove. 
Shady Rays, man, that's another another company, man, that I absolutely love working with. Shady Rays has been a huge partner of mine for a very, very long time, man, and they um, they got a lot of really great stuff going on. They believe in my vision as well. And um, for every pair of shades that you buy from Shady Rays, they provide 10 meals to help fight hunger in that's America. That's very good. Yeah, man. They provide 10 meals for every pair of shades that you purchase. So uh, if you're looking to get some solid, man, some of the best, in my period, in my opinion, the best polarized shades, stylish shades at that on the market, man, be sure to check out ShadyRays.com. Use code BASS at checkout. Save 25% off a pair. Um, what else, man? I got some Private Lakes. Oh, yeah, you man. Today, but yeah. Private water fishing, man. That's another great, great company out here. If you're in the Texas area, if you live in Texas, lower Oklahoma, and you're looking to get on some uh, some great fishing, um, whether it's crappie, um, bass primarily, man, private water fishing is where it's at, man. Great membership-based company right here in DFW. You can definitely check them out, privatewaterfishing.com. Tell them TBFD sent you. Um what else, man? We got uh, Blackfire Incorporated, man. So uh, they make power supplies and lights and things like that. These guys help me out with my lighting and um, all my uh, camping gear and things like that for my my electricity to keep me powered up when I'm on the go. Awesome. Uh, yeah, man. On and some time. I know you're a big fan of them. I'm a big fan of Fun and Sun Tackle. Yeah, man. Fun and Sun is a great company as well, man. Yeah. Those guys over there are awesome. Columbia PFG, man. Academy Sports and Outdoors. Another set of great people that I've, I've been working with for a good while now. Um, man, love it. But yeah, other than that, man, I think I, I think I hit everybody for the most part. Well, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Go follow that bass fishing dude. You can say you're following the tallest kayak angler in the world. Fisherman in the world. The world period. fisherman, period. What are you, like seven feet flat or seven, like seven, seven feet in? tall, man? The tallest fisherman in the world. There you go. Man, I really appreciate you, Brandon, for joining me on the show. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. Um, I look forward to, you know, to watching you keep growing your platform, you know, and uh, seeing what's next, man. It's exciting to, to watch your post. I can really mention this with all due honesty is you have some of the best pictures beautiful pictures and they really do stand out from the rest of the pictures you see on instagram you shout out i'm not gonna ask you what your secret is i think you hinted on it already but give you props to that man go hey, follow man. that bass fishing dude awesome beautiful instagram account great contact and if you have anything this dude i'm telling you you'll ask him any of your questions give him a shout out send him a dm he'll answer you you know, if he's busy, just give him a day or two. But even he won't even take a day to answer you. He'll answer you as quick as he can. Great guy to talk to. So, man, I really appreciate all you do for the community, all your charity work, um, and the way you re really um, responsibly handle the social media. I think you're a great ambassador, and I think all young anglers out there um, should follow you and see you as an example of what they if they really want to get into a social media thing this is the right way to go about it so thank you again for all you do man and keeping the industry you know going in a very organic and responsible manner for sure man i, I and I, I i did i didn't forget anybody but man i want to give also a huge shout out to my day ones man i want to give a huge shout out to Chef Bad Bass, Aaron Valamon over at Capital Grill. Obviously, I got to give a humongous shout out to the bro, Charlie, that Digital Wells, man. I appreciate I'm you, I'm going to put the Academy Music Award show pretty soon. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. And then, uh, 
huge shout out to the bro Torrance, man. That's uh that's the game right there. I appreciate all of them guys, man, for real, for real. They want that testament to all the hard work you've done, man. When you have that many people backing you up, it's it's for a good reason. So yeah, again, thank you so much, dude. For those out there listening, it's been a long show, but well worth listening to. So thank you for made it this far. And once again, DouglasOutdoors.com. Check them out to see their full lineup of rods. So this has been the Bass Guy I Can Be a segment on the Paddle and Fit Network. Have a good night. Stay safe. Wear your PFDs and peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.